0: greetings friends family and otherwise for the josh belcher uncharted podcast i'm your host josh belcher i uh, hope y'all had a great week staying healthy and safe and i've been praying and thinking about each and every one of you uh, i've still been at work out and about but i feel good everything's uh Firing on all cylinders. So uh, it's a great week for podcasts and Had a lot of awesome guests this week. Very grateful for that. Had country music icon Mark Chestnut. Had a former uh, baddest man on the planet, hands down boxing legend Butterbean was on here. Had a, a new artist uh, bringing a sound from Miami called Abstract Swing. Ocean Hill talking about his new single. And we had the super group rock and roll band. Elvis Monroe, talking about a single they have that they have dedicated to the people working the front lines of the coronavirus, COVID-19 epidemic. So I was very thankful, learned a lot of stuff, had some great conversations with some awesome artists this week, was very thankful for the opportunities. I had church comedian Brandon Skelton sit in and co-host with me uh, on uh, Mark Chestnut, I was real grateful for that, Um, just had a fun time. Uh, being quarantined is uh, awful. Yeah, everybody's getting tired of it. I know I am, but I am thankful that I get to talk to some people and learn things about uh, the music that I love so much. And uh, we have comedians and other entertainers as well. And other than that, uh, everything's going great on my end. Hope it's going good on your end as well. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. I'll quit flapping my jaws and we'll get on with it. This is the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast, first on deck, batting first, is country music icon with a brand new single, I Found Another You, and She Hates Me Too, the incomparable, legendary, Mark Chestnut. Here you go. Enjoy. In this week's podcast, we have the legendary country music icon, Mark Chestnut, he has got a new single up called I Found Another You, and She Hates Me Too, available wherever streaming is, or YouTube, or wherever you go to check out music. We'll be talking to him about that, and a new album he'll be releasing really soon. That's coming up with Josh Belcher, Uncharted Podcast.
1: All right, Mark Chestnut, how are you doing today, my friend?
2: I'm doing just fine.
1: Hey, we're really glad to hear you. Josh and Brandon here with the Uncharted Podcast. Um, we're going through the Big D, and we don't mean distancing. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: uh, listen, the reason we wanted to talk to you, first of all, this new single is amazing. We'll get to that. But, uh, you know, all of our country icons and legends are kind of, you know, having it rough right now. We've lost a couple of greats, and we just wanted to get an update on you, know how you're doing and how you're feeling, how your family's doing.
2: Man, I'm doing great. I'm, Good. I'm, I'm just ready to get back out there on the road. Yeah, get to honky tonking again, man. This is this has been a, you know, I've enjoyed the vacation, but uh, damn, it's time to go back to work. I,
1: I hear you. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much, you know, sitting there everything you do. And I was just thinking, um, we talked to Jim Riley last week, and he loves you to death. And we were like, you know what, it'd be oh, awesome good old Jim. To, uh, Talking to Mark Chestnut because you, uh, you had all of our uh, me and Brandon. We were young when. Uh, in the '90s, and your hits uh, coasted us through life. We uh, there's not one you don't have. We don't really celebrate, to be honest with you.
2: Well, great, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's what we were trying to do. I wanted to make music that would last, and not just you know be that we we never did want to be the flavor of the minute. You know, the, the the new thing. We wanted to make music that was. I'm a big George Jones fan, Merle Haggard fan. I thought if yeah. I was I always believe in if you're gonna record something make it last, you know, make it make it something that's gonna stick and and be there forever. Yeah, that
1: that's it. It's a testimony to you because um your your music and your style, I mean, it, it goes for generations. There some of this new stuff and I'm not trying to date myself or Brandon, but we just it, it sticks for a little bit but but you know, we can hear your songs come out and just we know exactly who it is and, and celebrate them or celebrate them it's just it's timeless and we're glad to hear that this corona hasn't hasn't taken anything from you so we're thankful for that
2: oh we oh we're we're just sitting here you know chomping at the bit ready to go we uh got the new stuff out you know got new newer stuff coming out in the next few months and so uh oh we we're just on uh we didn't even hit the pause button. The only thing we did was just got off the road, had to get off the, you know the damn show started um not canceling but postponing and and so yeah. and luckily, you know, we've got we get we've even got some new shows added oh, during yeah? this time. So uh, yeah, once we get back to work it's gonna be non stop. And you know, we did a hundred shows last year and so we're looking to do the same this year. It's just don't. We're just going to have to get out there and, and hit it and stay out there. And we're ready. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, well, hey, I've got a question for you, because I, I posted on my, my social media about getting to speak with you, and immediately I had friends start popping up saying, "Ask about this and ask about that," and. Uh, <laughs> One of my friends told me that his favorite song is Almost Goodbye and was wondering if if there's some background to that that song and the songwriting that that you could share with. I know two other
2: gentlemen were part of the the writing, but he just wondered if there's any story to that one since it's such a favorite of his. Well, I loved the song when I first heard it, and and, um, my manager hated it. He said, oh, my God. He said when he he was sitting in the studio while I was recording it and it was it, and it was coming out good. It was really coming out great. And he said, "Oh my God, my my country singer is turned to a pop singer." So back, <laughs> yeah, back in the that was in the ni- early nineties, and that kind of song was, uh, you know, that's not what we were doing. I mean, we 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 come out hard country, and and yeah. that that was a. That was kind of middle of the road, kind of pop sounding deal. And um, but um, yeah, I shook them all up with that. They they thought, oh my lord, we're going we done lost our country singer. And, <laughs> and it, it, but later on, that did really happen. They they did try to put me in a different direction. And um, but uh, I never did. I I just uh, I stayed right there, and you know I cut. Uh, um, uh, I don't want to miss a thing, song, and it went. It it did good, but that that I didn't want to do that because that's not that's not my kind of music. But that's one of them things got to do to stay in the music business. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but my stuff was, uh, you know, Bubba well, Shop the jukebox and and um, Too Cold at Home and old country and stuff like that. And that that's what we that's what my whole career has been based on is, is really. Hard country music, traditional yeah. country music.
1: And speaking of that, Brandon had a valid point today. He put on social media about Bubba shot the jukebox. What was that you, <laughs> you said? Tell, tell Mark. Well, I was wondering if he had his handgun permit before he
2: shot that jukebox because <laughs> we did not want to get a trip for that. Too. Yeah. I didn't shoot the jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba did that. What? <laughs> well, well uh, no, I, no, I did. I, you know, I did have it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I still got it. Yeah. I still got it to this day. Yes, sir. I'm a firm happy. believer in that.
1: Yeah, we are too. What? A, let, let's go. Let's go because you're talking about uh, you know continuing on the country tradition, which is you still do this new single. I found another you, and she hates me too, which is I love it. Got a new album coming out. You stay true to that. Let's let's talk about this new fresh stuff. We're really excited about that. You're keeping it going with
2: that. Yeah, we're we're. Uh, we had, like I said before, we we never set out to try to be different or, or change anything. I just wanted to do what I do. And of course, everything I sing comes out sounding like me, and so um, there ain't no reason to try to do anything different. And, and um, you know, I had a that's why I left MCA Records because they wanted me to start doing more pop covers, and mm. you know when things went crossways in nashville and
0: yeah
2: ended up the way they are now with all that junk coming out of there and so we um uh, but we just anytime i sing a song it's gonna be it's gonna be the way i sing it. it's gonna be country music and and um this new cd that we got coming out in august it has some live recordings and some stuff that is never released that we recorded several years back of some stuff that, uh, off my older albums. Oh, nice. And, um, so, and there's, it, and then there's, there's a new brand new songs too. That's, that's just cool. been recorded. And so it, it's just a mixture of things that we want to show people that, uh, we ain't changed. I mean, we ain't rapping. We ain't got no drum machines. We, we ain't got no hip hopping or nothing like that. It's, it's, it's country music the yeah. way it's supposed to be. And, you know, when I when I was younger and I was hanging out with George Jones and Waylon Jennings, they told me that. They said, son, if you just keep doing what you're doing, you'll be able to do it as long as you can, as long as you want to.
0: Yeah.
2: And and so he, they said, you might not stay on top of the charts, but that don't matter. You'll always be able to draw a crowd. And they didn't know that. Back then, back in them days, that there was going to be such thing as the internet and all that. And, uh, but they were right. They were 100% right. I listened to them because I had no reason to change. And I love rock and roll. I love all kinds of music, you know. I, I, I appreciate everything, but, uh, except rap, maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah. hip hop and all that stuff. But, uh, but I but I'm a big rock and roll fan. From, yeah, I'm a big '70s rock and roll fan, and and uh, I don't uh, I don't disrespect any of that kind of stuff. But the country music stuff, you know, the George Jones, Merle Haggard, Waylon and Willie, and Charlie Pride and Conway Twitty, Hank Williams Junior. and Hank Williams Senior. That's that's where I come from,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's that's what I'm gonna. I'm not trying to do it to keep it alive or anything. That's just what I do.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I was I was looking through your tour uh, online, and now do you do you have any plans to do some Tennessee shows or anything in the works right now for Tennessee? Well, I don't know. It's
2: <laughs> now. It ain't the time to ask me right now because I don't I don't know where the hell we're going. They're moving all these dates around, and and right. um, I know we're supposed to go back to work. At the end of May, but I don't know for sure if that's going to happen. We're hoping and praying that it that we can get back out there and go back to work. But in the meantime, we got all these, you know, we got all this this new stuff coming out. And mm-hmm. Like I said, it's all it's pure country. Until we can get out there and get them wheels rolling on that bus, we're going That's all we got. But um, I think it's good. I'm proud of it. And I think everybody ought to get it. It's yeah.
1: I I can't I can't wait to hear that the singles dynamite I'm excited. Um, well speaking of that you know being grind, grounded you know kind of quarantining the home and everything are you doing any
2: live shows on social
1: media like some some people been doing?
2: No I ain't done none of that. I ain't, I hadn't done it. I just been uh, I just been taking it easy and resting my voice. Tell you the truth man I, I needed the break. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been singing for so long every night and and hitting it hard out there on the road. Like I said, last year we did 100 shows, and my old voice was getting tired,
4: man.
2: (laughs) You get kind of tired of the old routine out there, you know, airplanes, buses, and all that. So um, I think actually it's doing us good to rest up, especially me with my voice. Cause I've been singing since I was my entire life. You know, yeah. 50, Fifty-six years old now, and I ain't never stopped or slowed down or anything. I ain't never hit the brakes. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going strong, and, and um, this new music tells that. That um, of course we didn't. We recorded this a while back, but um, we uh, no we. We've um we've kinda kinda enjoyed this little break here, but we're ready to get back out there.
1: I hear you. It's good it's good to you know, rejuvenate a little bit, but you know
2: it's we're getting cabin fever sitting over here, you know. <laughs> My boat you. ain't running and, and, and the fish ain't biting, so hell I might be out there on the road. <laughs>
1: yeah. I hear you. Well let's uh let's talk about something else. Like I said, uh one of the reasons uh Wanted to catch up. Really, is uh, I know you were big and you toured with him and you were friends with old Joe Diffie. Could you speak a little bit on his behalf and and how that impacted you with uh, another great icon? Uh, you know, succumbing to this unfortunate virus.
2: Yeah, well, Joe Joe was a dear friend of mine. We we were real close for since we both started. We started at the same time, you know, and and um, we both started back in nineteen ninety. And we were buddies ever since. And he was my closest friend in this business. Between him and Tracy Byrd, my, my closest buddies in this business. But I was probably closer to Joe because we worked so much together for all these years. Mm-hmm. And Joe Joe was a guy, he didn't, as great of a singer as he, as he was, and he was one of the very best that we've ever had. I mean, he—he he was, in my opinion, he was up there with Jones and Haggard and, and them guys. You know, he—he he was one of the very best, and he taught me a lot about singing and phrasing and and how to make my voice go higher. And and
4: uh,
2: we we just we were buddies. We were really close friends, and and um, and I miss him so much. Mm-hmm. We used to talk on the phone all the time, and, and he was. Um, He's one of my buddies and I just he was never in very good health, you know, he had diabetes and all that stuff and, and, mm. and he was uh he always struggled, but he was but he fought it. He was always in a good mood, he was always and that man didn't have no ego whatsoever. Never. You could he you could not tell who in the hell he was. He was such a great guy. And um every night after a show it was always party on Diffie's bus (laughs) (laughs) we'd we'd all get on his bus and we'd sit there and 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 drink and cut up and and sing and I'm gonna miss him
0: yeah yeah
1: it, it 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 hurt us too you know loving that kind of music and and all you guys tying in together and then you know like I said talking to Jim who's a Great guy, really loves his craft as uh, a drummer. He brought you up. Uh, I didn't even know if he drummed with you. He was talking about what a great great boss you were taking him out on the road, and I said, now that, now that's a singer right there. So we had to hunt you down, and thankfully we did because uh, it's really been a thrill just to get to listen to you a little bit. Uh, you mean a lot to us and to country music, and we're glad you're still safe and healthy and uh, getting ready to get back out on the road.
2: Oh, yeah, we're fine. I miss old Jim. I ain't seen him in a long time, man. I we we had a lot of good times out there on the road. We did a lot of big shows, big big shows. We was out there touring with with old George Strait and all that, and you know all the all the superstars. <laughs> we were, yeah. and uh, we we had a good time together, and I and I miss him, but um, I need to give him a call and cuss him out a little bit. <laughs>
1: I hear, it. yeah. He's uh, he said he's getting his hands full. You know, still talking to them guys in Rascal Flats. They're going to do a farewell tour, so I can only imagine how busy that's going to be.
2: Oh, they're le- they're finally leaving. Well, they, you know how they're <laughs> It's <laughs> they, about they, damn time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of hearing. Yeah, <laughs> they, they uh, they're
1: claiming it anyway. Well, uh, this 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 album. Uh, when will we be able to get a hold of it? When will it be ready for release?
2: Do you have the date? The album, um, I think it has an August release. I'm not okay. real sure. Yeah. The single's out now. But yeah. Farewell, my ass. They ain't going gonna... <laughs> to go nowhere. No. They're going to use that. That's what they're going to do. I know them boys. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: like I said, that's what the man told us, so we just listened to him talk. Right, mean, right,
2: right, right. But yeah, the... Yeah.
1: If the, the only one that stayed gone for a little while, I guess, was Garth Brooks, but it, he came back. I think so.
2: Everybody that does a farewell tour and everybody that re, that retires, have you ever noticed they they don't retire for too long? Oh no, they all even George Strait, you know, said that's it, he's done. The cowboy rides away. Boom. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> back out there running the road. He's still out there doing shows, he's out there playing Vegas. Not as many as he used to, but he yeah. don't have to when you're George Strait. But uh, yeah, you know, he's he's the king right now, but uh yeah. I told him, of course uh, yeah, I ain't gonna call nobody the king, but uh
4: yeah. you know,
2: ain't but one king I tell was Presley. Yeah. And then and, uh you know, George Jones, Merle Haggard, them guys like that. George fits up in there with them guys. I'm just I'm just so proud of George. George Strait that he he goes up there in Vegas and does a few shows a year and makes a billion dollars and comes (laughs) rides his horses and you know plays with his toys and all that stuff while we're still out there hitting the road all the time. Well, I love old George Strait. I love all them guys and I love Rascal Flatts out. But it ain't gonna, it ain't farewell. I guarantee. You. It's a, it's, it's, yeah, it's
1: a, it's goodbye for a little bit. It's what they it might be
2: time. a hey, we're gonna take a little break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear. You. See, me and Brandon have regular nine to five jobs, and uh, every time we say we want to do a farewell tour, they tell us we got to wait till we're sixty five. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, it,
2: it, and that still don't that don't work in the music business. <laughs>
3: I hear you. Remember,
2: you. You remember kids said they did their farewell tour 20 something years ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: They're way up in their 70s. They're still out there farewelling. Yeah, and, and... they're, they're open for the
1: Rolling Stones now. Aren't they? <laughs> Well, that's like the, the Eagles have been farewelling since the 90s, and they just – Oh, yeah, the yeah. They
2: quit a long time ago, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. And then now they've got
1: Vince Gill. They'll recruit you next. You'll be up there playing something. Yeah,
2: next, next thing you know, I'll be up there singing and playing the drums or something. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Really excited to have on the podcast boxing legend Butterbean. Now, Butter Bean was one of the baddest men on the planet. Uh, He's now a retired professional boxer, kickboxer, mixed martial artist, and professional wrestler. Uh, Caught up with him, seeing what he's doing right now. He's a retiree, what he's doing to uh, keep his restaurant going. And uh, he has created some new custom-made razors and ink pens that's coming up next.
1: (laughs) Uh, podcast with the toughest man in the history of the world, Mr. Butterbean. How you doing today, sir? Doing great. How you all doing today? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Thank you for taking the time. Just wanted to see uh, how you doing during quarantine. Happy 420. And, and what, what's been going on with you?
3: You know, not much. I mean, things slow down. I mean, everybody's staying at home. And, I, you know, for me, that's fine because I'm out there playing in my shop, making my stuff and having a good time.
1: Yeah, I saw it there on your Facebook. I mean, it's some good quality handcrafted stuff. What? Uh, tell us about your razors. What made you decide to start handcrafting razors?
3: Well, I also I also make ink pens. Also, I, I we had an antique shop a long time ago, and I wanted to have some something unique in them. So I started making them, and I really enjoyed making them, and I've been, been doing it ever since. Uh, making I make them out of different stuff than normal. Like I use alligator jawbone. Uh Buffalo horn, deer antler, woolly mammoth ivory. Different you know, different stuff than most.
2: Nice, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's when you make stuff in handcrafting. You must have a different knack to make something like that. You don't see a lot of stuff in the clothes change and everything. It's just it's really beautifully done. How long does it make you to uh, to do one? Is is it a is it a long process? Uh, Anywhere from an hour
3: and a half to three hours, just depending on, you know, the material I'm working with.
1: Yeah, and then I saw like you said do you mention the pens? I saw a Superman one not too long ago and a bunch of others. Did you say where you said woolly
4: mammoth
3: ivory? Hello?
1: Right? hey, I saw I am i saw your pens, uh the Superman one did you say woolly mammoth ivory?
3: Yeah, I make them out of woolly mammoth ivory also. And the and the mammoth tooth.
1: Oh wow, how do you find something like that?
3: It's easy to find, it's really expensive.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I could only You can know. find
3: pretty much anything you're looking for, but it's going to cost you.
1: I heard that. Yeah, that's just about with anything here, here lately. That's so, about right. Um, yes, sir. With your, do uh, you have a restaurant, too? I saw something like. Uh, yeah, it's in, it's
3: in Jasper, Alabama.
1: Nice. That ain't too far from me. I actually live in Columbia, Tennessee, which is oh, yeah, right down the road. road. Yes, sir. So, what are you guys doing to stay open right now? Are you just doing the basic curbside and all that?
3: Yeah, pretty much takeout only.
1: Yeah, I hear you. But uh, it's a good thing you're still going. you got people still working in there and everything, right?
3: Yeah, that's the main thing, keeping keeping your employees with money in their pockets.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Yep, that's what you got. To do. So, what, uh, also, so, I mean, you, you, you're a grandfather now. How many grandkids you got?
3: We got eight. Eight grandkids.
1: All right, good. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on that. Um, are you still? Uh, I know that you're retired from fighting. Or anything? Do you still do anything active in the sports? Do you contribute to it at all? Anything?
3: I'm pretty much retired, totally from boxing, kickboxing, MMA. Uh, I'll do some appearances at comic cons and things like that. But other than that, I'm totally retired.
1: Uh, yeah. I saw you not too long ago. I think it was Dark Side of the Ring, whooping that boy under WWE. That's this uh, last time I see you commentating about anything. So. <laughs> Boy, it looked like you killed him that that knock you did on him, which I saw it back in the day I was a kid, but it looked like I mean he just it looked like it took him down. I don't know how what kept him from not breaking his own neck, you get him so hard.
3: It was it was a pretty good punch, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he what didn't was, know which
1: way to look after that. I know. The only thing he wanted to do is go take a nap, bless his heart, and he was a big old boy. What uh are you doing any T V or movies or anything? Doing anything in the spotlight?
3: No, like I said I'm I'll do appearances here and there, but I'm totally retired. I I don't want to do, you know, stuff like that just don't
0: interest me. Next up on the podcast, we have Miami-based singer, rapper, songwriter, and producer Ocean Hill. Now He's bringing his Miami sensibilities and abstract swing to Christian music with debut single, Now Is The Time. We discuss that and his new genre he calls abstract swing next on the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. all
1: right awesome so so ocean this song now at the time it's uplifting it's got a great beat uh, really enjoying it um it, it came out with perfect time uh, it's uplifting it's uh the message the world exactly needs it with us being quarantined. tell us about this song and how it came uh, came to you because it's very uh, it's very fun it's very inspiring it's very
4: upbeat well um the song actually now is the time actually I did it in different parts because uh, I was going through some trials and stuff and things that, that were happening with my family and things like that, and I was actually writing it in real time. So I would, write a, I, would write it, I would write a verse, and then I wouldn't touch the song for like three or four weeks or maybe a month later, and then a month later, I'm actually in a different place. So then I wrote another verse. So I actually so yeah, and then you know, and then I'm like, okay, so I, I put it down and then you know, and then when things started really getting better and getting better, I wrote the last verse. So I actually wrote each verse in real time. That's cool. And that? yeah, it was really cool. And then I just wanted the kind of style that I have, you know, abstract swing, um, I wanna I wanna um I wanna write and produce songs that connect with people but not to. I don't want to make it sound sad. So mm-hmm. I want to, instead of kind of dwelling on the past, I want to celebrate what's happening and 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 move on and 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 give uh, inspiration to the people that are listening to move on and not to dwell on what's happened. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. the reason why the music is so fun and so happy. Yeah, I because I
1: uh, yeah, exactly. When, when I got to hearing it, you know, because being so. Uh, down and out over all this quarantine and worrying about everything yeah and it's just now's the time i mean you know we've got nothing but time so let's let's look up and give thanks and be joyous you know and start dancing it's just it's it's, it's a great song i'm glad it's out and i'm glad that uh, you shared it with the world because it really picked me up when i was feeling down so i really appreciate it. oh wow that
4: means a lot man thank you i really appreciate that yeah and Go on, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, go, go ahead. I, I, go ahead.
4: <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, and also, it's a, it's a, it's a message for the people that um, we all like have things that we put in the back burner, and we never have a chance to explore it, or we, you know, because of life, life happens, and then you just your 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 job, your family, your this, your that, your bills, and then you have like um, you you have dreams that you put on hold. Well, you know, now you're home. You know, there's, there's no excuse to, now. I mean, now is the time to do whatever you wanted to do, whatever you've been putting off for years. Um, even if you're somebody wronged you, now is the time to forgive them. Maybe you want to reach out to somebody you haven't spoken to in years. Now is the time to do that, you know? And that's what it's about, too. You know, it's about that. Um, yeah. it's, you know, instead of putting off things, you know what I mean? Now is the time. that you, If you notice, the one positive thing, one of the positive things that's happening with all of this is that people are coming together,
1: yeah, Absolutely. you know, and if it
4: and if it yeah, and if it wasn't for this it it wouldn't have been like that, so um we need more of that, we don't need an epidemic for, to make that happen, you know what I mean we shouldn't yeah. so um it's about that too, you know it's about that. Yeah, I, I, I
1: agree. Yeah, on, on all uh, you know, all of everything you so said. That's what my next question is going to bring up because you know, just just like you said, uh, you know, with the timing, we've got time to figure it out and, and to give thanks. And like you said, people are like people are like kinder. They don't at least where I'm at here in, in uh, the Nashville area. They're not hopping as much when you're out driving. And they're getting aggravated and so flustered and so impatient. Now it's a little bit slower. It's like, hey, now we can take the time, you know, because we don't really have a choice right now. And I hope it stays even though it's it society kind of starts mingling together again i hope people don't lose sight of you know all the good that has come out in this short period of time uh you know as far as some of the positives anyway
4: definitely i mean this definitely got everybody's attention i tell you that and um i think the world is going to be different and i think it might even be better as far as how we treat each other yeah absolutely because absolutely. of this yeah, you know, and um, so all the songs, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing my album, and all the songs are, you know, like that, like fun, happy music, but with testimonies, whether it's my own or somebody I know, people, uh, or me, uh, people that listen to my music and send me their stories, you know, it's always going to be testimonies and things that really happen, but surrounded by good, positive, fun, happy music. Because it yeah. doesn't have to sound sad. That's it.
1: I mean, uh, testimonies and everything—it's it, for good stuff too. You know, it's the glory and everything. It's happy stuff. I'm with you.
4: Yeah, that's and, where I'm at.
1: In the arrangement, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to ask you because I, I was curious with this. Um, I just watched the documentary on Netflix about Quincy Jones. Okay. This uh-huh. song This song reminds me of a Quincy Jones-esque song. now are you influenced? I know you're a little bit younger. He's, he's That is weird outside. that you
4: said that. Yeah, he's he's my mentor. Is he? Yeah, he's my mentor and I met him. <laughs> I met him back in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> back in eighty yeah, I, I'm sorry
1: Once, to interrupt you, but I, when I heard it, I thought, he must have had a hand on this arrangement or something, because it's the, it's got that same awesome groove, that same feel. I was like, it almost sounds like he was sitting in on it, like, you know, while you're performing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just
4: gave me goosebumps, man. I mean, really? that's, yeah, that's the biggest compliment I could ever get from anybody. I mean, I mean, he's the, he is the grandfather of producers. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um I'm not you know if I, oh my god I'm not even in the mans league but for somebody to say that it kind of <laughs> sounds like it's you know very Quincy Jones like forget it yeah um <laughs> yeah um yeah back in the days in 1988 I I there was a show on MTV called Club MTV and I was I was I was a dancer for that show it it would air every day at 4:30 and I was one of the dancers and uh, I met a lot of celebrities back then and um I uh, I met Quincy Jones.
1: Wow! I actually had a
4: ten minute conversation with the man.
1: Wow, that is so awesome.
4: <laughs> yeah, and you know what we talked about? We talked about Michael Jackson.
1: <laughs> and I
4: asked, yeah, and I asked him a couple of questions about production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: you know, you, you get it in when you can. When you get somebody like that, you want to ask him so much. You just got to kind of cram it all into every time you have because he, uh, you know, I, I knew about him, and you know, I. Uh, from a guy that studies music, you know, you watch a lot of TV shows and stuff, and you'll see, arranged by Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones, yeah. and then, like I said, I watched the documentary, and then... Uh, so I, did I, the I, one on Netflix, yeah. there's two yeah. of them on Netflix, by the way, Yeah, there's two of them, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, I, well, I saw, yeah, I saw the the one of was most recent, I, not on others too, I'll find that, but... When I heard the song, I was like, "This sounds like Quincy had something to do with it." And, you know? It, wow, it, it, that's amazing. A, yeah, it was just cool because they both tied in together. And I was like, I was going to ask you if, if you either. And kind of wrote with him or had something to do with him because like I wish
4: no yeah. no I wish I, I I wish I could just have one hour with this man in the recording studio I wish yeah uh, but you never know you never know he's still around so you never know anything as possible but you know God is big so That's
1: anything it. can happen yeah but, <laughs> but yeah it's, it's definitely got a stamp but yeah uh what were you gonna stand for? I'm sorry Oh no! I thought you were about to say something because my next question was about uh, abstract swing. I like this name. Did you invent this? Is this your own style, or how did that come to be?
4: Yes, I invented. Yeah, I invented the style and, and, and the name because uh, I like abstract paintings, and abstract paintings is just a little bit of everything on a canvas.
3: Yeah. So
4: i i, I use um, I use that as a metaphor that I use a little bit of uh, a whole bunch of genres in the musical canvas, you know, and all these genres that I use. Uh, are genre, uh, genres that I was brought up with. You know, I was I was born in New York, and but I was raised in Puerto Rico. So yeah. the R&B, the R&B and the hip hop from the eighties and uh, you know and seventies, uh, you know, I got it from New York. But then the tropical parts, uh, all the salsa and all the reggaeton and the reggae and all that kind of stuff, like all the Caribbean rhythms, I got that from Puerto Rico. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, yeah, so so I I use all those genres that I was brought up with. Um, and I put it into one style, and that's mm-hmm. what abstract swing is.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because like you said, I hear grooves from all over the place. You got the light percussion, which is I you Got my cup of tea being a drummer, and then you've got you know you got the horns, which is like the Quincy Jones kind of influence, and the vocals are really yeah. on the point. Yeah, you got it, that's a good mix. Mate, you man, you really got it, man. It, man.
4: You yeah. really got it. Man, I
1: just, uh, I love music, and, and when I hear good music, I gravitate towards it, and I just, I really appreciate uh, what what your product, what you're putting together, and it's really groovy.
2: Um,
1: yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, okay. Now, I noticed I was reading a little bit of your bio, and you started, you know, uh, producing and arranging really, really young. Now, are you all self-taught, or did you have any training prior? Is this all, you just have it in you to just be able to do all this stuff?
4: Yeah, I was. I come from a very musical family. Everybody in my family are musicians, um. so I I never knew anything else. You know, I, I've I've I was just brought up with that. My mother was a singer. Um, you know, all my cousins sang, and uh, they were in groups. And uh, it's just you know, going to a family reunion, it's like being part of the Partridge family. Like everybody played an instrument, everybody sang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so it's all I ever knew. To be honest with you. And so, yeah, I started at a very early age, you know, and I already knew by the time I was about four years old, I already knew what I wanted to be, you know, and what I wanted to do. And um, I'm
1: sorry? I was saying you just got to do what makes you happy. I mean,
4: that's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, if you do what makes you happy, you'll never work a day in your life, like they say.
1: That's right. And, and, And actually, we're not meant to to do the, the grounds like we do now. you got to have something in you that keeps you going and keeps you happy. And, and for me, it's, it's definitely music. That's what that's my sweet spot there. So. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, uh, wonder,
4: yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I, another question I have because you have a lot of worldly experience. I mean, you've opened and performed with everybody. Like I said, you was on MTV. Uh, you know, I was looking at New Kids on the Block, the Commodores and everything. With all yes. of this worldly experience you have, how did you turn to ministry, or did you already already have ministry in your heart, or did you have some kind of significant moment in your life when you just said this is i'm gonna use this to glorify God, or is there something like that in your life?
4: Well, my family um I had uncles and stuff that um that are you know that were preachers right yeah. and so when I was a kid every Sunday was sacred, you know we'll go to the to, to the church where my uncle preached, and, and then from there we would go to my grandmother's house. That, that, that was just the law. Everybody just did it. Everybody, all my aunts, uncles, and cousins, that's what we did on Sundays. So I was brought up like that, and I always had a spiritual belief, you know? Mm-hmm. and um, But I never, I, I never turned into Christian music until uh, kind of re- recently because I felt, I had this belief back then that you just needed to know the Bible left and right, up and down, to be able to get into the Christian ministry as far as music, oh. and and then and then um, I started realizing that you can a part of ministry is sharing your testimony,
1: yeah.
4: And so I started, you know, holding on to that. I'm like, whoa, I could bring something to the table because I've been through so many different kinds of situations that I can share my testimony and then use my talent. To, sh- to share the message. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's when I said, I, that's what I'm going to do. And I turned from circular music to, to Christian music. But I also made a vow to myself, I'm not going to make it sounding sad. I'm not going to make a, a sad sounding song. Or, you know, I want to create something that makes people, that uplifts people with the music so they can yeah. celebrate their life instead of, instead of feeling bad about it, about mm-hmm. their life, you know? And that's and that's you know how I decided to yeah you know, I started thinking I really have something to bring to the table now so I'm going to do it. Yeah, because it's it's it, it's bumping and and it's 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 the good
1: word and then it, it, you know like I said you feel good about it. like like when we get to heaven like when I'm waiting to get in the gate that's what I want to hear I want that to be playing because that's what we're <laughs> oh, do. Oh wow. Yeah. Because I, I got some good rhythm for, I'm I'm a pretty heavy set, uh, tall white guy, and I can, I can groove, so if if there's playing, <laughs> that's just what I want up there. Oh,
4: man, that's great, man. Thank hey, you. I appreciate you, that. You
1: know who I'd like for you to link up with, if you haven't already, and you should network? Do you know the drummer Zorro? You or heard him? He used to play with Lenny Kravitz.
4: Oh, my God. Yeah, with the, the guy with the hat? Yes. Yeah,
1: I mean, he would be perfect if you guys did something together, played live together, because he he does a lot of the it. the drumming you're into, and then he's got like you know the, the congas and everything and the uh, yeah and whatnot yeah that, yeah I would, would be jamming man. You guys need to link up. That'd be perfect.
4: Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's bad. <laughs> he he's uh, he's incredible. You know, and you know who else is really 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 good? Yeah. Uh, uh, Sheila E. Oh man, what are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, like, he, man. I mean, you know, I, 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 it'd be wow, it'd be incredible to do something with her, you know, because yeah, yeah, she, she, she plays everything. She, the she drums, plays the drums, congas, everything. She can Yeah, she can sing really well
1: too.
4: And she can sing too, of course. Yeah, yeah she's a so bad so yeah, yeah, she really is. She really is. So she's 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 also another one that would be incredible to do some stuff. You know, I'm open to really collaborate with with, with anybody that's willing to bring something to the table and, and spread the message and, and have some fun. Because if it's not fun, I ain't doing it, man, you that's know? Definitely. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's the reason why my label is called Feel Good Music. If they don't feel good, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I'm about. I, but I am definitely would love to, like, collaborate with people like that. That's incredible.
1: I hear, Yeah, hey, because yeah, cause I was like, you know what, if you want to do the live thing, this would, be, this would be the kind of people that need to be up there with them just doing their thing. Yeah. Zoro's a great drummer. And he also, he, he does devotionals now, a lot more now that he's kind of not touring, well, because of the quarantine. Right. But uh, Yeah, he's just, he's a groove master. Yeah, but I forgot about Sheila E. She just did a Prince tribute. I haven't got to watch yet, but I'm sure it's amazing, so.
4: Oh, yeah, she's she's bad, man. She's, she's always bad. been bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's for sure. Well, hey. Yeah. Um, anyway, tell us about your social medias and, and how everybody else can uh, get a listen to this and and, and uh, get get turned on to this great music you got going on. Uh
4: well, I my website is um well uh, the website is pre- is pretty uh, pretty much the best bet to go to because it has all the links there. So you, if you okay. go to OceanHillMusic.com, dot oh. com, right there you can click on my Instagram, you can click on my Facebook, you can click on my YouTube. Everything is there. Yeah. You know. So yeah, so oceanhillmusic.com as far as the song the song is everywhere, you know. So it's on iTunes Apple music, uh, uh Amazon, and, you know, everywhere, everywhere yeah. you can think of. Yeah, so, Spotify, uh, yeah. Spotify, definitely Spotify. Yeah. And um so it's on, it's on all the digital outlets and stuff. Um and um yeah, so that's it's, I'm I'm pretty much everywhere right now and um I'm working on my album and I got a new song. If you like this song, what's he hit a new song, man. Oh, right on. New, yeah. yeah a new song has a has a really cool reggae vibe to it, man. Really, really good.
1: That's And
4: okay. um When will I'm we sorry? be
1: expecting that? When will we be expecting
4: that? Um I, we're gonna drop in about two months. Cool. But yeah. uh yeah, but I'll give you a sneak peek soon. Right on,
1: hey. That's <laughs>
0: truly an awesome time talking to brian hopkins of the super group elvis monroe in this week's podcast his band has released a new single be the change which they have dedicated to the brave men and women of the front lines of the coronavirus Uh, The doctors, nurses, first responders, grocery store clerks, truck drivers, etc. They cover it all in this song. Uh, They dedicate it to the real heroes. Got to talk to him about that and some other things he's been through and uh, stuff he's got going on living in Las Vegas and getting ready to get out there and play music again with his partner Ben from their super group that has a lot of other great accomplished musicians in it. We'll learn about that and more next. on the Josh Belcher, Uncharted Podcast. Enjoy.
1: Love the new song. Very, very uplifting. Really enjoyed uh, what I've heard of it so far. I watched you guys kind of do a um, one of those Zoom conference jams. I really thought that was pretty groovy.
5: Um, well, thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah it's uh, exactly what everybody needs to uh, listen to right now. The really need to hear. Really is, is be the change. Can you uh, can you tell everybody more about uh, what inspired it and how it, how it came to be? I- I've read a little bit about the story, but I'd like to hear more about it from you. No, of course, and
5: I appreciate that. Um, Thanks for the compliment, for starters. Um, You know, I'm I'm in a band with um, my best friend, and um, he just so happens to be from one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, Lifehouse. Yeah, and so it's Ben Carey. So we both live here in Las Vegas, and we're surrounded by, you know, our friends. We're just some just multi-talented musicians and whatnot, but about a week into this our, you know, we just kind of noticed everything that was going on. And I remember getting a call from Ben. He said, uh, Las Vegas is, is going dark. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, it's, this is pretty serious. And my girlfriend, Nicole, she works at a hospital and so does her mom. Her mom's a nurse on one of the floors. And the day that, we were riding in a car going to the grocery store just kind of prepping for like well it was it was it was time to shop anyway for us anyway so let's go get some stuff. Mm. And on the way home I was trying to to explain to her that I had been through so many different things, so many different events in my life, you know, um tornadoes and hurricanes in North Carolina, um when my dad was a marine. I grew up in Oregon though, but we were based there when I was little. And then Way of California, you know, earthquakes and fires, the riots. And then 9-11, I was in Chicago during 9-11. And I was explaining to her the effect that, you know, it had on my life in those moments and those times. And I said, I know you're scared. And and it scared her because her mom was scared. And her mom's a tough Connecticut lady, you know, who worked at the hospital. So, I just said, you know, when this is all over, you're going to have a story to tell because we're going to get through this. And everybody has a different view. And the thing was, Nicole and I met the night of the October 1 shooting here in Las Vegas. She was, yeah. she was the girl that I grabbed in front of me along with her friend. And people followed me into leading them into a refrigerator. And then when there was breaking the fire, um, I got. I just started lifting people out of this truck and putting them over the wall, and she stood there helping me. And wow. I didn't know her, she didn't know me, but she believed me that, stay with me and you're going to be okay. And so she did that the whole way. Even when I couldn't get her over the wall, um, her, her friend and, and three other people followed me out by foot. and um, And so we survived that together. And so we had this bond, and Stuff. I said, you know, we've been, we went through that together and we survived that night. So we're going to get through this too, but everybody's going to, it's going to be different for everybody. And I'm looking at her and went, there's a song in here somewhere. And Ben had sent me a piece of music that he had, he had just noodled on guitar. And well, and so it just started coming to me in the car. I got home and just started penning it. And I sent it to Ben and said, what do you think? And sang it to him over the phone because I hadn't seen him in a couple of weeks at this time. And he said, we have to get it out. We have to find a way to get this out. And we were just, he and I, we're just going to find a way to record it ourselves. And and then we reached out to, to our friends and we got Chris Reeves on drums and his tour was canceled. He was out with Avril Lavigne, a world tour actually. Yeah, And it, it got canceled. And uh, they were supposed to be in China right now. And his wife is a bass player for Cher. And her name is Ashley Reed. And her tour was canceled. And what's crazy is these two are so talented that they met playing guitar and bass in a band called Filter. <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, yeah, that? so that's how they met and got married. Well, then we reached out to uh, David Pichette, who's from Canada, in the band Emerson Drive on fiddle. And uh, asked, yeah. is there a way we can make this happen and a way, way we can do this, David? And David's an actual member of Elvis Monroe now. And, um, That's great. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I think I can. And so he played fiddle on it. And then um, Matt Nelson named the band Elvis Monroe. He's a founding member. He started this with us uh, way back. And, but he's been so busy playing with his brother that he only records with us. So he's like, send it to me when you're done. Let me see, you know, send me the idea. And we did. So it all just kind of came together. And it was something positive that it's, it's got all its flaws. There's nothing perfect about it. It was all done on our phone, you know, on our phones. And it's a live performance and just, just, Captured moment, trying to put a smile on people's faces, and it's a nod to the people on the front lines because those people out out there doing it and exposing themselves right now and working the long hours and and whatnot, and everybody at home doing their part will be the change, and they're the they're the you know they're going to be the people that we're going to be talking about when this is all over. And that's, what, that's where the line is. You'll be the story. You'll be the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so that's that's where it all came from. And, you know, like the truck drivers, you you don't think about that. And this, when I came up with this song and the lyrics, I just sat down thinking about those people. It was long before anyone even talked about front lines and whatever. This was a week into it. So to see it, just kind of watching them in the news and, and those people
4: it
5: kind of made me feel good to know that i took notice of those people long before i knew that they would be the reason why we feel okay staying home and doing nothing you know to be able to walk into a grocery store you know things are are different but at least you have the comfort and 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 feeling a little safe because there's people out there doing what they're doing and making sure the supplies are being ran and whatnot
1: um, yeah, no I, no, I agree 100%. And that, you know, uh, you, and I was going to ask you that before you said it. I mean, you mentioned the truck drivers, which I'm glad you did because it seems like they get overlooked, and which is they so vital. Um, it's just uh, even with me, you know, driving on the road, I used to take it for granted or, or you know, it, they'd be going slower than I would and just pass them without giving it a, another look. But now, you know, I'm almost like kind of waving and saluting at them like you would like a hero coming home from somewhere. So that's really groovy that you thought about them as well.
5: Oh, big time. And I, and I put that in the song, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's in the bridge of the song. And, and you know, I got a shout out because there's a big truck driving community in um, Shrewsbury. Um mass out there in boston right and uh, it's a company called capello heavy transport and yeah. chuck capello um he, he took notice of us a few years ago and that guy he's a total blue collar worker busts his butt and he went and bought us a bus and wow. provides a driver and gas and takes care of our tours for us um just because he believe he just he believed in us and believed in us as people, which was even greater than than anything, um, just watching what we do for our communities. And, and he does the same. Anytime there's any kind of uh, tragedy, hurricanes, tornadoes, those kinds of things, if he can drive to it, he will take half his staff and drive out generators, whatever, and he donates it. He Case for right. that himself and does that, and then right now he's still working and he did that this time as well, making sure that supplies were getting to places because they just didn't have enough trucks, you know that they weren't set up to do that stuff and so.
1: Yeah, man, that's uh, so my, selfless, Yeah.
5: Yeah, it was a massive nod to to that, and so yeah, I agree with you. And you think about that. You think about anybody in a in mask and scrubs right now, is. It's scary, and, and we're all sitting back, kind of speculating. You know, you know, you, you're, you're locked in these walls between these walls right now. I haven't seen any of my bandmates, any of my friends, and you think that you just start thinking about, you know, well, what if this, and what if that, and you know, everybody's got their theories, and really, we just have to do our part and stay as safe as possible and know that if we have a little faith, we're going to, we're going to come out of this. Okay. And we, as humans, you know, we're built to take a lot. We go through a lot and we can do this. And, um, so all this song was, was just maybe inspire a little bit of, you know, A little bit of faith and slight a smile on some faces. That's all it was.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, on my end, uh, as someone that really appreciates music, uh, it did for me because you know I was I've been feeling pretty down, you know, just because when you have idle time, you you can't help but just think about things. They just run through your brain. I've been getting to hear that, and like I said, uh, just, just to being, as you said, kind of put together, uh, as far as the video, I mean, it, it's, it's very intricate, and sounds uh, really well done, but yeah, it, thank it you, put a grin on my, spe- on my face, I was like, oh man, this is, this is awesome, and then, you mentioned the bus, is that the bus that's on the Facebook page, because that's a pretty much yeah, nice bus. that's beautiful,
4: her name's <laughs> Shelby, her name's
5: Shelby, she's got, you know, 13 bunks in her, and she's beautiful, yeah, and, um, that's awesome, yeah, yeah, so it's, you know just one of those things where where that makes you you made my day man uh you made my day about saying that because that's what that's what it is and, and right now um we reached out to a friend of ours a, a fellow producer his name's Tom Fletcher this guy did Aussie and a, the list goes on with the, the amount of records this guy has done and he happens to be in Las Vegas right now um and just by chance, and and he said hey let's get you in the studio so we're we're cutting this we've already laid all the all the music to it Ben got to work Chris played drums on it and I'm going in either this weekend or next week and singing on it just Tom and I and just practicing social distancing but going in and knocking yeah. it out so that and then we're going to send it because technology is so amazing we can just send it to matt in nashville and he can sing on it at home in his studio home studio and then send it back and we'll mix it and we're going to get this out a recorded you know a record quality version of the song um yeah just i
1: mean
5: to, just to take it up another notch you know
1: yeah rightfully so and then uh you know, maybe maybe make another video where, like, people submit their, you know, their uh, essential jobs, like pictures and whatnot. That'd be kind of groovy. That's just out of the top of my head. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's so
5: funny because that's exactly what we were doing with it.
1: It's, yeah. We're, we'll make a, a lyric
5: video with with people actually doing their jobs, you know, the, uh, the on the front lines. Have, you know, first responders and the people out there, the truck drivers, the, the Doctors and nurses and everybody in the medical field, everyone out there, the janitors working at the hospitals, everyone
1: absolutely, yeah,
5: doing their job. You know, my girlfriend—I have to get his name. My girlfriend said I wasn't; she wasn't surprised. In her hospital, there was a doctor who who walked in and did the janitor's job and cleaned a a uh, COVID nineteen. Um, it was. It was a patient's room and uh-huh. cleaned it went in there himself with you know it's all covered up but in there mopping it and whatnot and th- it was a photo that just went around work and then it went national uh, viral, a viral video actually of him they videoed him doing it this, this janitor just it was it was awesome he's like no one's above anyone we we're all in this together and that's exactly what we are we're in this together. No one knows what this what's going to happen. I mean, you hear all this speculation here in Las Vegas to see the strip completely black is freaky. You
1: yeah. Know? I, uh, a guy interviewed a few uh few podcasts ago, Doug Bass, he's a comedian. Um yeah. he actually had his um uh, a drone going over top of Las Vegas and uh, you know, it just it, like you said, it just it's something to behold. Las Vegas just down, you know. Yeah, it's cra- it's like Godzilla went through there. There's no lights. No, you
5: know, just... I yeah, it's it's the bare bare minimum going on right now. And yeah. uh, today, of all things, the NFL draft is supposed to be here. You know, that yeah, that was what was supposed to be going on here in Las Vegas, and there isn't a soul in sight. Somebody yeah. was videoing driving down there and there and saying that, and there was nothing going on and 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 the thing is you know we we turn to entertainment and music and things for you know to to laugh and be inspired and and i'm just happy that i can do that do that with my best friend and my bandmates and and people that i'm close to and it it means a lot you know we we wrote a song called the fight after october one and we put that out. If you get a chance, go check it out at
1: ElvisMonroe.com. Mm-hmm. Um, You—it's
5: funny. Where are you from?
1: I'm—I'm uh, uh, I'm in Columbia, Tennessee, which is about 35 from Nashville.
5: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, because we were out with Three Doors Down, and it's funny because you kind of sound like Brad from Three Doors Down. Oh you yeah, got, I got
1: that southern hillbilly You Got that X, southern yeah.
5: exactly, <laughs> and it, it sounds like I'm sitting here rapping with Brad and. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's so we played that song on their tour and the video is is made up of different nights of playing that every night in front of thousands of people um and that's the song that we wrote days after um the shooting and and we haven't even put it out yet it's we're going to put it on this record but we yeah. played it out every night we had joe nichols of all people flying to vegas and sang on it for us as well and
1: Yeah, now Um, that guy's got a great country voice. He's uh, he's he's, quite a treasure. Yeah,
5: he's amazing. The first time I heard him, I thought I was listening to Merle Haggard. And (laughs) the the guy, the guy, he's 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 awesome. That guy's family. That guy's family to us. Um, We we just bonded almost instantly, and we've done endless amounts of shows with with Joe now and. And he's, you know, like I said, he's family and just a super talent. He brought me to tears when he was singing on it, when he sang, Uh, you know, he opened up the song and I couldn't believe that those lyrics and melodies were mine, that he was singing and tears were rolling down my face.
1: Sure. Yeah.
5: Standing three feet away. (laughs) Yeah. Three feet away from him. You know, having him sing it and sound so different than me, but so awesome. That was incredible.
1: Well, you know, it just, uh, it, it all gathers where it needs to be and, and it all, you know, fits in just right. And I know what you mean. As someone that loves music and I love all genres, I mean, you you hear some people and you think, man, it surprises you because where you think they wouldn't fit, they, they just, sometimes they just go there perfectly.
5: Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, but what I wanted to bring up because it was lingering on my mind, because um, I, did, I did look and do some research in this, you know, talking about the, um, the uh with the Route 91 festival in yeah. Vegas how has that not become a movie yet uh, as far as the storyline with you and your uh, fiance that's, you know cuz that's like the ultimate love story my brother Uh, that's it's crazy that you say that um
5: we we uh we got I appreciate that too but thank you yeah. and Nicole started writing a book she's about 35 to 40 pages into it um she stopped because she was she just finished her second degree in in college nice. and yeah. And so she writes when she can, but it's, it's really emotional to dig those nights that night up and everything. And so she goes a few pages at a time and she's a really good writer. Um, we were approached by a big company to do this and they wrote about 12 pages. Um, I've never told anybody this and here I am telling you on a podcast. Um, but, but yeah, it's just to to get it to get it right and make sure that like the contract itself wasn't wasn't all that great. I wouldn't be able to even sit here and, and tell you my story about it had I uh, give the, give away the rights to yeah. it. So it's uh, it's something that she and I are actually looking into because I'm a creative person and I came way of uh, Hollywood to Las Vegas. I was an actor for a long time and um, before even getting into music, which was crazy. I grew up around music, and my dad's a singer, brother, uncle, cousin. I was, I was surrounded by music. And um, so we're talking about either doing that or sitting down with somebody else and, and writing it because this very big company just came along and came at us, but it, it literally just takes away all our rights. As yeah. you know, just people, so the business got in the way of that, but I appreciate it. Um, that's something we're talking
1: about, so yeah, that's just uh, it's a great tale. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh man, that's movie material right there. So I figured it was either in the works or, or discussing, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Somebody. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you know, once you get a level of hands on a professional level in it, you know, you got to protect it because you really never know what the finished product is. Uh, Until you get exactly where you want it to be. Not that I know, I'm just assuming.
5: No, and and you're right. But you know what's crazy about this is that we ended up writing, um, going into it, I've never talked about this either publicly, there are six songs that were written along this journey. Yeah. And the first one was a song that that was going to be, it's going to be our next single past this one. We're just putting out we're putting out be the change just because it needs to be heard.
4: Mm-hmm. But,
1: uh, uh, I'm blanking right now. Um, you said you know, six songs, be the change. Yeah. Left.
5: So we, we wrote a song, uh, co-wrote a song with Brett Young. Uh, Brett came up with the title and Ben and I went off and wrote the song two days later on, on the bus while we were out on, on the road. And, um, I I was bringing that song to Route 91 for Ben and Brett to hear. Ben was playing guitar for Brett that week and helping him out. And so I met up with the guys to share it with them. It's called One Day Someday. And that weekend. So I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? And they're like, oh, we got to record it. It's got to be recorded. So (laughs) that, you know, that was just written. Well, then October 1 happened a day later. Like that was that Saturday, and then Sunday that happens. I meet Nicole. Uh, ben and I are playing a show on October fifth. the The band did. We did a show and to raise money, which was really tough for Ben. Ben got zipped on the arm. So oh my he, So yeah, it was it was all around us, and like literally, just scary. So anyway, I want to get into it, but yeah, sure. So we we wrote we took a song that we wrote to the American Heart Association um, called, called the fight. And I rewrote it. I rewrote the lyrics and I asked them, are you okay with us changing this? Because this is Vegas. This is Vegas strong. This is, this is exactly who we are. And they said, yes, please run with it. Um, It's your song. I wrote it just wanting to donate to the, and help the American Heart Association after after meeting some kids and whatnot. And they said, it's bigger than this. It's, it's, it's all of us. So yes, please. So the fight, we played it on the fifth. Then I wrote a song called You Have My Word, which was what happened to me and Nicole. And the moment she grabbed my hand that I wasn't going to let her go. Like I wasn't, I made a promise. You stay with me, I'll get you out of here. And um, her and her friend. And that promise that I made them, and that's what that song is. And um, we can't wait to finish it. So there was a third one. And then then I wrote a song trying to just get a feel for how she was feeling about our relationship. Because we were just really tight. We were just somebody who she could call me at 6 in the morning or right when she's going to bed and making sure that she's okay. We were just friends. But I wrote a song called "Let It All Begin," and um, and that kind of mapped it out. And then going into a fun song called "Show Me Yours," which I wrote on the road when we were touring. And then uh, "Fallen for You Bad," that was the song I wrote in my bunk uh, with Ben. Get had some music, gave it to me, and I wrote to it. And um, and that was it. It was a song like I was putting it out there that I had fallen for this girl. And I was taking the risk that we were gonna, you know, ruin. I could potentially ruin this bond. And um, that was it. That was the song that, which is neat because it gets played on the radio and in certain states like Alaska and Oregon and right and yep. Indiana. So it's really cool. But it's called Falling for You Bad, and it's cool. on iTunes right now. But that was my, that was the I rolled the dice. I could come up snake eyes and or bust and. <laughs> Hey, at
1: least you, at least she gave it a shot. I mean, I uh, did. You know, you, you've got your whole movie soundtrack put together. It sounds like exactly. But <laughs> yeah. you know,
5: but but that that just goes back to what I was saying about writing. You know, about our lives and writing about what we know. And Ben and I are. Um, we talked about this last night. Whether the people who hear it are the ones who need to hear it, whether it's millions or just thousands we don't care it means like yourself it put a smile on your face you just made my day you know that's awesome glad to I'm hear getting it. to talk to you you're telling me that you're sharing that with me it it did its job and that makes me happy so and and when Ben hears this it'll make him happy too so thank well,
1: you yeah well you know studying music playing music loving the you know being from Nashville the, the people I've spoke to you can hear people whose souls are really – they have good souls, what I call them. And I can just tell, you know, from your songwriting to how you talk, even the way you speak, you just, you're good as gold. And I, and I think you're more – I'm more than a fan. I consider you a friend and can't wait oh, to see you perform when you get to Nashville, my man. I'm, I'm excited Thank about Thank you. It yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. We yeah. Wow. Well, it's just like, you know, from watching – I watched a couple of, you know, performances on your, you know, your social medias and everything and hearing you talk and then getting to talk to you, it's like, uh, you know, you talk to certain people in this industry and you can tell the ones that are just rolling through the motions and the ones that really just have it in their soul to – to uh it and, and do it for the better of man and everything and that's what you guys have got and you know i'm all for it i'm i'm the same way if i can help somebody i can and you guys are the same and i just i just think we're kindred spirits and uh you got a fan oh, for life here now my brother oh <laughs> man thank you so much you know what and now that we said that
5: we have a song called forever family
1: we're, we're cutting next <laughs> nice. no joke we
5: we're cutting that we're in the middle of it and the thing is our fans call themselves the Elvis Monroe mafia, right? And they're like family to us. They, everywhere, they let us know we're part of the mafia. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know? And, um, and it was a woman named Marcy Hum who gave them the name. She had passed. She, she made friends with Ben and I, she was an older lady and she had stage four cancer. And so every time the Elvis Monroe mafia is, is actually said, her image comes to mind and that just personifies who we are as, as a whole, everybody, everyone included. And so my heart goes out to you, man. And I, I appreciate you. And this, that, that song forever family. I want you to go watch it. Just look it up on uh, it's on our page on ElvisMonroe.com. Go check it out and you'll see who we truly are. You'll see deep down, you know, who we are as people. And um, you have my number. You can call me anytime you can reach out and we, we will play Nashville again. Um, We've been out there a couple of times and we'll be, we'll be back. But um, dude, thank you. That means a lot.
0: This week's podcast was wicked. Awesome. Special thanks to all my guests, Mark Chestnut, Butterbean, Ocean Hill, Elvis Monroe special thanks to church comedian Brandon Skelton for helping me co-host in a couple of these interviews really had a blast and most importantly thank you to the listeners because without you this would not be possible if you keep listening to them we're going to keep making them uh, if you know anybody who thinks would be a good guest have them hit me up Belcher at hotmail.com now stay healthy stay, stay safe uh, I hope the sickness doesn't catch any of you and I pray for your well-being And just remember, I love you for you and where you're at at this stage in your life. And I'll catch you on the flip side. All right, everybody, have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast.